Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Blazer Victory Podcast. This is your host, John Duncan, and of course, I'm joined, as always, with my co-host, Darian Smith. And Darian, UAB's able to get a two-game win streak going in basketball. So the, the question, you know, we posed for uh, the episode of this title, uh, or the episode of this podcast is, is UAB basketball finally turning a corner? I mean, you know, I don't, I don't want to take words out of your mouth, but, you know, I was able to re-watch that Rice game. Yesterday, mm-hmm. they look pretty good, man. They look pretty good. Yes, that the defensive effort is clearly what stood out. You know, from the beginning, I think this has to be the first time all this season that we've looked connected as a team, not individual talent, kind of carrying us to to the finish line for a win, but a, a clear team effort. Um, and I really feel like, just already getting into it, I feel like Tony Tony, in his his energy and his understanding of the team concept, especially the defense, is yes. just infectious. And I feel like that energy just spread throughout the whole team, John. Yeah, definitely. I, I agree. And you could just tell, you know, they were uh, not giving up a lot of open shots. Uh, most of them were contested. And honestly, they kind of looked at a little bit too. Rice just <laughs> couldn't really hit, make a shot all day. But I loved the intensity on defense. You saw guys uh, putting hands in the lanes to block passes. You saw contested shots. You you know, you you look at these last two games uh, where, you know, you would be blew out Rice 70 to 52 in Houston. Uh, beat Louisiana Tech last Thursday, 65-59. to 59. They held Rice and Louisiana Tech to just 33% from the field. And, and in fact, in that Rice game there, and, you know, <laughs> the Rice didn't score until the 12-minute mark in that game. So they went almost eight minutes without scoring a single point. Wow. Uh, the 52 points allowed against Rice is the least allowed points all season uh, for UAB. Also, I probably should have led with this, but the Rice win was the 900th pro, uh, win in program history. So just, you know, another milestone for this basketball program. But, I mean, it really, you, you know, you don't want to take too much into just two basketball games. But, I mean, it really does, you know, as of late, like UAB has kind of cranked up that defensive intensity. and And let's face it. Without Jelly Walker, UAB is still not a good shooting team. You know, they 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 finally, you know, the last two games, they've got over the 40% mark from the field, but they're still not shooting as well as they have without Jelly Walker. But what's also almost more important than playing really good defense is rebounding. And you look <laughs> at, uh, you know, these last couple games, but really the Rice game, uh, Darren, UAB, when when the first shots aren't falling, UAB is getting the rebound. You look, they uh, had 44 rebounds, 12 offensive rebounds. So they out-rebounded Rice 44-31. to 31. So more importantly, hey, if the shots aren't falling, you crash the boards, get second and third chance opportunities for your team. And that's what, you know, K.J. Buff and Trey Jemison, that's what these guys, even the guards are rebounding well. Like, it just seems that, you know, this team, Andy Kennedy said it before, they're just not a good shooting team, especially without Jelly Walker on the floor. But they are playing hard. They're going after the ball for rebounds. They're crashing the boards. They're playing really good on defense. And this is, you know, kind of what we wanted to see all year long. Right. And I think it's a lot of a lot of factors that play. So I really want to 
you know, more so focus on that on that rice win because I feel like mm-hmm. it was so much clarity gained after it was just like me watching that game, like I could really see the difference in, in styles of play. So first of all, on defense, one thing I really noticed and it started off with Tony Tony and it seemed to to kind of spread throughout the team as help and recover. So what I mean by that is if you are, if I'm a player at the top of the key, let's say I got a, I'm a guard and I got a mismatch. I got Trey Jimson on me. I can take him to the hole. But it, when I'm going to the hole, if my man, if the, uh, if I'm Tony, Tony, he's driving strong side, I'm strong side guard. My man, I can, I can sink down and cut off that lane. I can help. I can help Trey. Cause the, you know, you got to drive, you got to catch an angle to get to the basket. Well, if you go any farther here, I'm going to I'm going to rip the ball. I'm helping off of my man. I'm hustling out and I'm recovering. One thing about this UAB t- defense that that w- drove me crazy this year is it's like, where's the help? I found myself asking, like, where's the help? It seemed like a lot of times player were, players were on the island and mm-hmm. we would talk about our guards. You know, they are little, their defense or whatnot. But you can you can do things to help mitigate that. You can, if, if they're if our guards are getting drove on. You can help out more, get in the lane and help out. And then, but the thing about that, it kind of compromises you on the three-point line. But if you get your butt out there and hustle, you know, you can get your butt out there and hustle and you can contest that shot. And from all this year, we've been seeing one or two things. We've been seeing shots not contested. And we've been seeing, like, no help. I've seen, I saw it all in the Rice game. And it started with Tony Tony. I'm like, wow, look at this help and recovery defense. And I know you said that, uh, Rice was having trouble sinking shots. I think it's because we got them out of rhythm. Yeah. You know, if you if you start off a game and you cold, it's hard. It's hard to, you know, basketball is so much about rhythm and confidence. Once you get it going, think of the guy from FAU that had the career night like he was freaking Batman. John L. Davis. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he, he never acted like that before, but what happened was he just got in the rhythm and he got in the zone. Mm-hmm. Well, we did the opposite to Rice. We, it was our defense, uh, you know, and then they started missing shots that were open because we didn't let them get in the rhythm. So when they did get those shots, they couldn't sink them. Um, secondly, the other big difference to me was I realized, I thought this was a running gun team. I thought this was a transition get, but we are not that team. I, that, I feel like in order to be a team like that, you have to have um, decision makers on your team and really elite passers. And I don't, I don't think I, – I, I think back to, like, squeaky Aaron Johnson, the, the top – you know, the general at point guard. And the top two things about him when he played was he was a great passer and he was a great decision maker. That was his whole niche, right? He wasn't a scorer or athlete or nothing like that, but he can get you, like, 13 assists in a game. Well, this team, we don't have those, you know. Jelly is not a true point. He's more of a, you know, in the Steph Curry mode. Um, Gangs is not really a point. I mean, I mean, sometimes with Gangs, like, you'll be like, oh, okay, that was a really good pass. And then the next series, it's like, what in the hell? <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> I think he's more of a combo guard. You know, I think he's more of a two, not yeah. a because – it's, I think a true point guard is somebody that you do that 
sport. Like every game, you put the you put every position. You trust them with the ball, and they they put your team in position. I just think in transition, I noticed it so many times when we get out, we started running. It don't matter if we had like a three on two or if we had a two on one. A lot of the decisions we make just aren't good when we're running or our passes aren't on the money. It's just not. And so a lot of times what, what happened was allowed them to kind of get going was we was turning the ball over in transition. We'll get a steal and we'll get out running. Get and then right we'll, turn, we'll turn it right back over and then they'll, they'll get the running and they'll, they'll hit a corner three. They'll get a layup. It was happening every time. I was like, man, if we just stop, <laughs> if we just <laughs> stop running because I felt like it slows us down and we're able to make good decisions like the difference between Eric I was like I never thought this team was going to be a half or team but when he's able to slow down and like process and set the team up he is so much better um and that and that's what the rest of the team like we were able to to get Ladarius Brewer in his spots mm-hmm. he was able to take control of his mid-range like his size and strength um we was able to get Trey that hook been good. I know you hate the, the hook. Man. Oh man, it's still nasty. I mean, I, I when it goes in, <laughs> it's good, but when it doesn't, I'm like, what in the world? <laughs> Lately, that hook has been a good quality shot. I don't, I'm a guy, I don't really worry about the results. I worry about the process. You remember, like you remember in math class, they used to do that. They used to be like, no, they want to see you. How how did you get to? I'm like, I got the answer. Don't worry about, <laughs> don't worry about the rest of it. They want to see how you worked it out. Well, see, that's why I hated geometry, because I don't know if folks, you know, listening took geometry when we had to do those proofs. Like you had to (laughs) prove like how you got there. I'm like, man, look, I gave you the result. Here's the result. Yeah. Show your work. No, uh, -uh. here's the result. And this is what you wanted. So what else do you need? (laughs) But but that is important here. I was able to we was able to show our work and to get to the quality of shots. Not never mind if the shot went in or not. Let's focus on what what spots are we shooting it from? Is it something special? Is, is it something forced? A lot of those, when we stopped and we was in half court, we ran plays. And, oh, two, two went to the corner with Ladarius. There's K.J. Buffin. Bam, yep. K.J. Buffin was setting the screen. Oh, he, now he's flashing to get the ball. He's getting the layup at the rim. Oh, you know, we, we putting Ladarius in the, in the mid-range. He's able to rise up over this. He's killing this guy. This guy's too little. You know, oh, Trey Jemison, offensive rebound. And, and then another thing about transitioning is you – you commit your guys. If you commit your guys to to get rebounds more, you know, so so the other team won't offensive rebound. It limits your your transition opportunities because a lot a lot of my transition it depends on your big man getting the rebound, outletting to to the guards who are already kind of streaking. So it kind of it kind of limits your opportunity to get defensive rebounds. Well, forget transition. That's why I'm at now. Like, forget trans. Commit everybody to get a get a rebound, yep. and we can make good decisions in the half court. We if we run plays, we get good quality shots. It ain't it ain't a turnover, you know, a turnover, and then oh, it's a three pointer, and now they're in rhythm, and now we all out of whack. No, let's stay in rhythm. Let's this team needs to slow down. We are a much different team when we slow down. Get those commit to getting those rebounds. Run back on transition defense, help and recover, play Tony Tony, you know, wherever he fits on offense is where he fits. But defensively, he is needed. He is like Quan Jackson is. And, and let's ride with that. I'm good with whatever result we get at the end of the day. 
I'm good with it because the process, it looks so beautiful. And I was just happy seeing it. Yes. And I'm so glad you brought up uh, that, Darian, about the shot selection and getting plays off um, and, and the half court offense, because that is something I definitely noticed the second half of the Louisiana Tech game, but especially in that Rice game, is that they were getting better shots off uh, on offense because they were getting, as you mentioned, you know, getting KJ Buffin off of the pick and roll, getting him cut into the basket, getting, uh, you know, Ladarius Brewer in his rhythm and his spot on the court. I, and shout out to KJ Buffin, man. Conference USA Player of the Week: twenty points, ten rebounds at Rice, and eleven points and thirteen rebounds. So two double doubles up at, at you know Rice and at uh, and versus uh, Louisiana Tech. Uh, and that's that's a guy you know we've we've harped on uh, in previous episodes, Darian, who you know who is you know should be Mister Consistent consistent for UAB basketball. He's really turned that on of late. And this is something I, I hate to bring up, Darian, but. You know, UAB was without Javion Davis and Ty Brewer at that Rice game. And, you know, Steve Irvine broke the news on 1819 News uh, that, you know, they were both suspended uh, for that Rice trip for, quote, conduct detrimental to the team. So, I mean, yeah, we're we're not going to speculate, you know, what it is because we don't even know. Um, but, I mean, <laughs> you know, you get that news uh, Saturday morning. You're like, OK, crap, this this, this isn't going to go well at all for UAB at Rice. And here they are, blow out Rice. Like, so. Maybe a message was sent to the players, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think definitely a message was sent because the last thing you want to, it's a bad feeling being that you're, you're guys that cons- consistently get minutes. You're part of big part of the rotation and you do something, whether that's off the court or on the court, or maybe it's something that's been permeating. We never know. A lot of times in instances like this, it could be staying out drinking and got caught partying. I mean, it happens on everything. Trust me. I play football. I know how how student these guys are young young men, you know. But you never know what happened. Like, or it could be going back and forth or not. You don't know. It's speculation. But it is a misdescent when you're the player sitting out, and then now you're going to see your team winning big time when you've been struggling when you're playing. So now it's, it's it goes to show them like, oh, I need to fall in line with what happened. So maybe if I'm um. JV and Davis, I'm like, man, I need to pick up my defensive intensity because mm-hmm. look at look at what's going on here, and they and they got it going. I'm a I'm gonna have to crash the boards harder, you know, if I don't want Runji Gordon taking my place because he played the right way, you know, and he he yep. was able to fill in. So it's it's little things like that that uh that you will see when you're when you're the guy on the bench and you seeing your team win big. Definitely. Well. So is UAB basketball finally turning the corner? We sure hope so. You know, getting the two-game win streak going, beating Louisiana Tech 65-59, and then blowing out Rice at Rice 70-52. to Darren, UAB, huge opportunity this Thursday night uh, as the number 19-ranked FAU Owls will come to Bartow Arena at 6 o'clock. Um, UAB has not beaten a ranked uh, opponent in Bartow since they beat North Carolina in 2013, but... It's their first opportunity in a while. You know, I think the last opportunity they had was when Memphis came a couple years ago uh, as a ranked team, and UAB kind of blew that game away. Uh, Had a a big lead, and Memphis ended up coming back and winning that game. But, hey, if you can beat a ranked FAU team at Bartow Arena and get three wins in a row, like this this could really, you know, finalize that turning a corner and heading, you know, the right way, right. You know, Hey, it's February now. So we just got one more month until March. So if you can pick it up now, 
keep it going until we get to Frisco in that Conference USA tournament, hey, this is the right time that you want to be peaking at if you're a basketball program. Yeah, and and this will definitely be a test of that newfound team connectivity that we seem to be displaying. Yep. Uh, that's FAU superpower, their team connectivity and their depth. Um, so if if we are really the team, and of course, if Jelly Walker can be back today, you know, that'll go. <laughs> yeah, who knows and, with that? Yeah, who knows with that? But besides that, if the, if we show that we are the team that would display their rights, you know, um, I think FAU can put the ball in the in the in the basket at a higher clip than Rice can, and um, you know FAU is one of those teams that's prone to runs. But the thing about them is that we can't give them the opportunity. We can't go out and transition. Hopefully, we look at the film and learn. Um, you know some of the things that we that we did at Rice. Well, why was Rice so positive? Rice was Rice wasn't no scrubs. Like no, they're good. They were they are a good team. So people might think, oh no, it was I'm like, no, we beat a really good team. I don't want people to understand that and the way we did it by at their house. I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> but hold on, where were we at? Where were we at, Rice? Are we oh, why am I getting confused? Yeah, no, we're right. No, that's fine. No, no, we, no it was a good win at Rice, which is a at tough Rice. place to play. Yeah. And now hey, UAB went UAB went wire to wire with FAU at FAU in Boca at just a few weeks ago. Right. So, if we can play connected as a team, yeah. if we can play connected as a team, even when they, because they will basketball is a game of runs. Um, FAU is the type of team they have the, the players to go on runs. The key is staying connected, staying to the game plan, and limiting those runs. Don't allow offensive rebounds. Commit to the boards. Get back in transition. Do all those little things so we can stifle their runs and um and we can keep ourselves in it and getting good shots on offense. That's it. We can't shoot ourselves in the foot, turn the ball over in transition and give them an open three because they'll knock them down. They got a lot of shooters. You know, we have to put a body on the on their big men. And I think we we I mean, I think we got a way better shot than what people think. You know, seeing that first game is like it was so many times I I thought we could have won. I just thought Jonah Davis just had a really, really great game, you know. Um so, I mean that's the thing though, you can't let Jonell get uh John L. Davis get another thirty six on him. Like if you do that again, yeah, it's definitely not gonna be uh good was, for UAB. That was a one time thing, man. Let's be <laughs> he's not gonna do that. But the thing about FAU is will it be Elijah Martin? You know, will it all these other different guys that they have? Because yeah. we got, yeah, Janelle Davis had all those points, but the rest of their guys didn't perform up to standard that they yeah. usually perform to. So let's just say everything averages out. He averages his nine points, where all the other guys will score more. So I mean, we we can we can we can't take about take away one thing without giving another thing. You know, let's just be real about it and say, well, the other guys will get it going. It's all about limiting them. No second chance opportunities and no dumb mistakes in transition to hurt ourselves on offense, but give them another opportunity and turn the ball over in transition and give them a, basically, I call them pick sixes. That's mm -hmm. what they, you know, if we got a two on one and we do a stupid pass and next thing you know, they're breaking for a free dunk or open corner three. It's a pick six. It turns the game by four or five, six points. 
it's a five, six point swings hurt this team, any team, but we do that far too often. If we can limit that, we'll be good to go. No doubt. Hey, FAU comes to Bartow Arena tomorrow night, Thursday night at 6 p.m. Hopefully you can make it out. If you cannot, it will be televised on CBS Sports Network. I'm just thankful that it is not an 8 o'clock tip. It is a (laughs) 6 o'clock tip, so I will be going to bed at a decent time. Uh, So, and hey, FAU coming in with the nation's longest winning streak. They've won 20 in a row. Good team. Good team, man. Really good team. Nothing but respect for the Owls. I mean, they have proven themselves as the top team in Conference USA, and they they still can get a net large bid even if they don't win the uh, tournament in Frisco. So UAB Blazers will have a tough task on their hand tomorrow night in Bartow, but they can do it. So we will see if they can make it three wins in a row. And also Saturday, hey, FIU comes to town to Bartow, 3 o'clock. That will be televised on ESPN+. Plus. Let's see if UAB can get right, uh, get get a win over FIU. You know, kind of squandered that one away uh, in Miami uh, last time these two teams uh, played in overtime. So let's see if UAB can get back to the Panthers. But more importantly, too, that game at halftime, they will be doing the uh, baby race, and my <laughs> son Noah will be competing hopefully no, in that race. No, so no, yes, so I need all my BVP folks. If y'all are in Bartow Saturday at 3 at halftime, I need y'all to chant Noah, Noah, and help cheer him <laughs> on. So, <laughs> and hopefully we'll see. That's like, I'm more I'm, 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 I'm telling you. Did anything. Like, okay. I'm I telling think you. Noah has, Noah has a shot to earn. Hey. Hey, I'm going to need Steve Irvine. Hey, Steve Irvine, you're going to need to get that article ready. Uh, you know, Noah Duncan wins a baby race at halftime yeah. UAB-FIU game. So go ahead and get that ready. Like, when when is Noah's graduating class here? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, he's going to be the youngest, though, because that, that category is 18 months to 24 months for the, the walkers. So, he, he, you know, he just hit 18, 19 months. So he's going to be one of the younger ones in that race. But, hey, I, it, don't, I, it don't matter. It's that underdog mentality, man. I need uh we need Jimmy to get ready to be scouting that. <laughs> he need he need to be ready to see uh yes uh twenty twenty forty two you know uh offer <laughs> for offers we need everybody to see you know it, it it's national signing day you yes it's yes, so, big day for football yeah right so like you know just just the nugget to keep an eye out for Noah Duncan um. Listen, he's already in, entering baby races early. Hey, fire breathers only, man. He's fire, a fire breather. He is a definitely a fire breather. Um, I heard that there's interest from Georgia and Alabama, but he's really focused on UAB. I think he's taking. It's going to be an unofficial visit Monday. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Hey, well, Trent. Hey, go ahead and make that offer, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, let's see if UAB can get uh, two more wins and make it four in a row. But guys, of course, you know, today being signed up for football, we are going to have more content coming later for football. I know you guys gave us great feedback uh, for the last episode that we had with Jimmy. If you somehow missed it, go back to the last episode as Jimmy comes on the show and gives us a great um, UAB football recruiting update. So go back and listen to that. It was almost an hour worth of great content. We are definitely going to ask Jimmy to come on uh, for future episodes because you guys seem to really like him, you know, and he gave us great insight. And he, I mean, honestly, Darren, you know, nobody does it better than Jimmy. So we will definitely look forward to having him on the Blazer Victory podcast again going forward. 
especially got to have them on for National Signing Day. You know, I, you know, and I think that's 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 the perfect part for him. I haven't talked to him about it. You haven't talked to him about that yet, but he know he know he know. <laughs> yeah, he knows. Well, all right, Darren, you were going to wrap us up. Yes, sir. Blazer Nation. Let's ride.